Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What is going on, Notre Dame fans? Mike Singer and Tim Hyde live on a Sunday night. Hope everyone is well. I sure am. Um, and uh, yeah, we got a lot of good stuff to talk about. Um, a really interesting win for the Fighting Irish, to say the least. Um, had even an NFL Sunday today, which was awesome to have um, a weekend of college um and NFL ball. Tim, how are you, my friend? Fine. I only I haven't watched any NFL because I usually do that late at night when all the kids are done on Sundays. But I just saw the tweet a few seconds ago. Your boy Tua went off, huh? I just saw right. the fourth, the fourth like most yards ever in an opening day. So I just I just saw it 30 seconds before I logged on. Crazy. All right, listen. I know this is a Notre Dame show. Yes, but you're a huge Dolphin guy. I'm a huge Dolphins fan. Yes. I tweeted earlier today, the last time the Dolphins won a playoff game was December 20, excuse me, just 20, just two, just, just, just 2000. I was seven. I am now 30. And I have not seen a Dolphin, the Dolphins win a playoff game since December 2000. Okay. So I'm feeling time. it. I'm feeling it, Tim. Okay. This is our year. This is this is it, Tim. At the Zonka years there, that song, the Zonka it, Kick, Mercury Morris. A little bit, a little bit of a throwback. But Tim, I am jacked up. I I, I kid you not. I usually do NFL late at night because I'm so busy during Sundays, and then I just saw the two thing and like, oh, Mike's got to be hyped up. So not. Not a bad weekend in the singer household, huh? No, not all right. at all. Hyped for the the game yesterday, oh, um, Notre Dame winning, and then yeah, I was pretty pretty stoked about uh, the Miami Dolphins. So um, nice. Yes, folks. I'm sorry about the little it's sidebar, hard. especially in the Yeah, used to the Chargers. The Chargers were that was a great game. Uh, Greg grew up a Dolphins fan. How about that? Dad coached on wow, one of the players on the Notre Dame defense high school. That's pretty That's sweet. awesome. Uh, football gods been some on our mic this weekend. Yes, yeah, for sure. Uh, even some of my prize picks did pretty well. Um, so got uh, nothing to play about. So Tim was out this past week and you were coaching Saturday. How'd the game go? 
Yeah, it went. It, it went. It, yeah, they kicked off and blew a few whistles. Okay. Game end. Game ended. Okay. Okay. So there's there's Tim's game. We played um, a we played a, a state Catholic powerhouse. Remember the little lake, uh, little lake high school, and uh, yeah, yeah. When you can give money to guys, you're always a little bit better. They had some dudes, so yeah. but it's okay. It's okay. So, yeah. So Tim, you, I mean, you were coaching big time ball in Southern California, and now you're you're coaching more. Yeah, for... just a little lake life. Yeah, a little lake life. Uh, the wife, you know, from Boston, you know, uh, uh, and then uh, you know, vacation forever in New Hampshire. COVID hits, and life starts to take a turn. And yeah, I've coached a lot of Division One guys out in Los Angeles. A few guys got a cup of coffee in the NFL and whatnot. A couple guys on practice squads for a few years. Yeah, I've, I've coached a few guys, so it's. It's fun. It's a little different brand of football here, but it's still 11 bodies until you play the guys you played yesterday. But that's okay. It's okay. So Tim Tim missed Wednesday and Saturday. Kyle Kelly did an outstanding job filling in. And then I get a text from Gould. I hope he does not mind me sharing this because I've already shared it on the message board. Goolsby texts me this morning. And we were texting yesterday, and he's like, yeah, yeah let's do the show at 8. And he texted me this morning, yo, bro, I forgot. It's my birthday. So happy birthday to Mike Goolsby. I think this is 41 for Goolsby. When he when he told me that, I was like, I just want to confirm this. Let's just like make sure he's not just trying to get out of work for the night. No, he you can Google Mike Goolsby birthday. It's right there on his Wikipedia page. So September 10th is Mr. Goolsby's birthday. Also uh, Tyler Horkus birthday. And um, you can watch Tyler's show tomorrow at 3 p.m. Eastern time. So let's talk some uh Notre Dame football real quick, Tim. Yeah. Um, I know you were coaching yesterday, but I believe you got to re-watch the game today. Your takeaways, my friend? Yeah, yeah. I watched them yesterday and then obviously got into it. I just did a, a quick little uh, – some bright spots. I just threw together a few things. I went number one, DBs as a group. <laughs> Absolutely all over the place. And my big thing was that confidence for Ohio State. Big, big confidence game, I felt, as they get ready for the Buckeyes here in two weeks. Uh, my my next one, I just did a, a lucky seven, basically, an Irish lucky seven. Not that these were lucky, but uh, Holden stays. Holy moly. We were talking a few weeks ago about, you know, is Notre Dame going to have like 10 catches combined? And here they are breaking out like crazy the last two weeks. What a game he had, um, we, you know, which is interesting because he had a drop earlier. Like hit, uh, one of his touchdowns was totally set up from earlier in the game, which I found awesome that Parker came back to that. Hartman. I got in my top seven, two-minute drill. Are you kidding me? Three weeks in a row, it's just like give the guy the ball, a couple timeouts. He doesn't even use timeouts. They're just – just it, 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 it obviously helps when a, a coverage is blown and you get to sprint down the field for 60 yards, take it. But that's him looking up, looking around, keeping the ball active. His experience – his experience is worth the money the last three games. It's been unbelievable how he's performed. And then 10 touchdowns, no picks. Three game, obviously, we'll talk about him plenty. On uh, Mr. Goolsby's birthday, I did have number four on my top seven, and Mr. Maris Leofow was a man-child yesterday. The dude was all over the place. So all over the place for those that constantly like, we got to play so-and-so, he's got to play less. But I think he led the whole team in snaps yesterday, so he's not coming off the field, and I've been saying that for months, he's, and it's going to hold true the rest of the year. Running back depth was, was my fifth. Uh, seriously. Love, I mean, Price is just starting to slowly get that, uh, you know, Achilles back. And he had a couple cuts yesterday. He had a few cuts yesterday he had not made in the first two games. So I found that 
a nice telltale of him getting healthy. Jeremiah, I mean, love, please, please, can he get the ball 10, 12 times a game? <laughs> Mike, he's going to, he is so close to breaking one. It, it's going to happen. Um, number six on my top seven was offensive line body blows. I know people might, like, oh, they struggled, blah, blah. It's body blows. I'm a big believer in that of just constantly being disciplined. And Parker was very disciplined. Rudolph, McCullough, the whole staff on the offense of just slamming it yesterday, hammering it. They would take a zero and then they would get nine with love and eight with price. Obviously, Estime had his big things. In a big run game efficiency, 57% yesterday, which anything over 50 is winning football. 57, you probably wouldn't think about it because they had a lot of stuffs, a lot of zeros, ones, but over the course of four quarters, they won. And then my last thing is uh, not a lot of, obviously they only had one sack by Heinish, but a lot of pressure. That was a big thing I wanted to watch in the rewatch was, no, you know, no, you know, people I was reading on Twitter and whatnot talking about sacks, pressure, D line needs to come up. They were hitting Armstrong, forcing him to throw early, especially on the interceptions uh, often. So very impressed with with those guys. So those were my big seven quick takeaways, I guess, in a two minute uh, commercial there. OK, I love it. Yeah. Um, we are going to hear real quick um, from our sponsors. Um, over at Irish Realty, um, if Mike Singer can uh, can figure out how to uh, how to do an advertiser, so folks, Irish Realty is your ticket to football weekend enjoyment as it presents the Eddie Square townhomes. These three, four, and five bedroom townhomes offer everything the Notre Dame football fan could want. Thirty renovated and refurbished townhomes have the location. You want with the gathering space to kick back and enjoy your weekend in South Bend. And now up on the screen for YouTube, I need to see something a little bit more of the pictures. And you know, these Eddie Street, excuse me, Eddie Square townhomes are now available for purchase and affordably priced starting at $349,900. So stop by and visit our uh, the new model home uh, just off Eddie Street that's close to campus, the East Race in downtown uh, South Bend. Check out Eddie Square Townhomes at irishrealty.net. Again, folks, irishrealty.net. Okay. Um, so we got a super chat. Okay. Okay, but first... Does Singer have a mullet or is it just weird shadows? Tim, I, I've got many haircuts in my days, but never have I had so many comments about my hair. We've had a lot of comments about our attire lately. or I mean, I don't know. There's a lot yeah. of comments on our appearance here lately, but I've been getting a lot of love from haircuts. I'll make sure my barber knows. But any Davis, it's really good to see you in here, my friend. Um, longtime supporter of Blue and Gold. So Chris says, okay, so there's a lot from here, from Chris here that I want to unpack says so happy they got the win but i have some concerns going forward I, I i'm with you like happy they got the win 21 point win on the road in that just muck environment you take that 100 right but are there still some things that need to be cleaned up and discussed and, and practice yeah obviously so the o-line struggle so tim i kind of want to go through these um you know individually specific with the o-line I'm curious on this, Tim, because sometimes there's not much the O-line can do, yeah. right? Like, if you bring more than you can block, like, at other times, like, it, it's it, 
O-line's got to be really, really difficult position to play when these exotic blitzes are coming after you. Like that DC at North NC State, like those guys know what they're doing. That's a it's a really well-ran defense. Um so like but the most importantly, they adjusted after the um the delay. So thoughts on the, the you know the O-line struggling, anything I said here, Tim? Yeah, I mean I mean, you go on the first drive, first drive, NC State always had one more, and the guy that was the one more made the play. Um, you know, the guy came firing off the boundary unblocked. You, you can't account for him. And when the, you know, when you hear O-line struggle, it's I've coached O-line for many, many moons, and it's there's only five dudes. So those five block five. That means there's still six defenders out there that others have to block and be accounted for. And the, and the same thing with Hartman. Sometimes Hartman does a little mini fake. He's like Jack Cohn. No one's going to be threatened by him keeping it and whatnot, which he may do, obviously. But uh, there's, you know, there's there's not much of that. Joe Alt gave up a TFL, which was interesting. The very first drive where you get guy got slammed inside, but it was just the pressure, the slant, the extra guy. Sometimes that happens. And then what? You know, Notre Dame came out and they were trying to do spread, did some doubles, did some, you know. 11 personnel, 10 personnel type packages with spread looks. And then they're like, now nah, we're going back to, <laughs> we're going back to tight ends. And they went back to tight end sets and counters and, you know, where they, they run power, the, you know, the power, the heavy power, meaning Thomas is coming on the counter. So you got three guys at point of attack, which they've been doing since the Navy game. And um, yeah, I mean, the but the O-line is going to struggle sometimes because, there's some dudes on NC State that are going to play in the NFL. There's some studs on that on that D line, and the linebacker number eleven could fly like anyone. They got some corners that could play. That's for, and you know NC State's been in the top twenty in the country in scoring defense the last two years. So they have been nails, and they're playing obviously a ton of Power Five schools as well. So it's a Great pro, you know, heck of a program on defense when you look at Gibbs, you know, the DC, who's gotten a lot of hype during the week. And you know what? They came out and got 45 points on them. And that goes back to my 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 emphasis on body blows, meaning you just keep punching, keep hammering the body, the old uh, you know, George Foreman technique back in the heyday. And you're just gonna get tired. So you can take your zeros, your two yard, three yard gains, and then they lead to the 80 yard estimate run. The 80 yard estimate run was just straight. Everybody got a hat on a hat. They had an extra guy in there with a fullback, and they smashed it. And who would have thought Estimate could go 80 yards, right? I was like, holy moly, what a run. So, so that's the, my quick take on the O-line. Yeah, on the first play, too, of the of the reset. Oh, uh, seriously. Yeah. Re- regarding the offensive line, Tim, uh, we had a comment from uh, Any Davis. He said, I have to keep in mind, third O-line coach um, in three years. Bobby O says Fisher looks like he regressed. Do you have any? I need quick comments on these two because I want to yeah, get. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, the third in three years is is real. It happens. It's the same thing's been happening at the linebacker spot. Lee Freeman Golden. Yeah, you could get into that. I totally understand that. It's a um, you know roll from there. And then what was the other one, real quick? Uh, Fisher. Oh, looks Fisher like regressed. Yeah, is he injured? Does he have a? Is he? Is you know. I, I I don't know. I mean, a lot of it, it's funny because one of the, uh, the sacks that they gave up, Spindler and Fisher's guy um, th- that got the Hartman, to tell you the truth, it was fundamentals. His hands were up high. He hit him up high in the shoulders. Bad hand placement on the chest and the and pass blocking form. It was just bad fundamentals on that. But when he locks on, man, he had 
his block on on a I don't know if his estimate or someone else. Joe Alt had a great block on the estimate uh, one, uh, but Fisher smashes someone on another big uh, run. He's solid overall. He he had a few misses. He's not yeah he's not playing like an elite freakazoid the last couple of weeks. So it, you know it may, it may be something you know that obviously uh, Freeman hasn't talked about. We don't know. Yeah yeah good stuff. You know, the thing with the offensive line, I feel like that gets a lot of criticism is because when a quarterback gets sacked or a run play doesn't work, it just it's easy to blame the offensive line. But sometimes, yeah. you know, it, it it's not. I, I think different there's different reasons for that, right? Um well the fumble, just real quick on the fumble. Uh when Hartman fumbles it, Fisher's blocking his guy. And Hartman did what Jack Cohn drove us all nuts. He comes up into the pocket, and the, you know Fisher doesn't know where Hartman is, right. and the guy goes around and and uh, strip sacks uh, Hartman there. Yeah. That's not an O line thing. Yeah, it's it's tough. Like yeah. sometimes it's definitely the O line's fault. Definitely. I could not believe Joe Alt had a holding call on him. Like holding, I didn't know that. Like I didn't know in the rules of football. Like it's said in there, you can call holding on Joe Alt. Like we need to talk to the NCAA, the, the, just that crooked NCAA about that. But oh, in all seriousness. Um, but yeah, there's one other thing. Okay. The no deep threats, the trash up to your super chat. We've got some other comments. So we were texting about this earlier today. The no real deep yeah. threats at receiver. Um, yeah, I mean, this is what we've been talking about for a while. Um, but it's, uh, go ahead. No, yeah. I was going to say it's, uh, you know what, you know, like Thomas, you know, Jaden Thomas was a huge interesting with, with no catches. Yet they went they went after him three times in the first couple drives, trying to get him the ball. If he catches that ball, Tim, we don't talk about Jaden Thomas as a deep threat because he's no. not a burner. No, but he's got football speed, yeah. you know, and he he that little per, that perfect over the shoulder. He needs to catch that. Yeah, that would have been what forty something yards. That yeah yeah obviously the seam or the safety you know. Looked like could have jumped early, but they, you know, he was going for the ball, so they let that one go. But then they had an RPO. It was just, you know, Hartman throws the out, and Thomas is running a streak. So obviously miscommunicated straight old school RPO off of that, where Hartman's reading it and Thomas was off base. But uh, yeah, they just, you know, miscommunication. The deep threat thing, Mike, is, um, yeah, it's you know they don't have. But this is going back to the text I sent you and. I've been thinking about it as you watch it and you just look at the stats, just look at the offensive receiving stats. There is no dude. It is a six year quarterback finding one of five. I think that's what this is evolving into over three games. Uh, you know, you have the season. I don't know if you have the season one as well. Um, yep, you, even yesterday, right look at it. Great house with three catches. Obviously Tyree gets the one big one. Tobias has one. He has one called back for the pick that Jaden, Great house does just that's just a rookie mistake by him, but uh, yeah, I mean, look at three games your leading receiver eight, and one of okay. them's a true freshman. So, all right, um, go ahead. So I texted you these thoughts there's no number one, right? Yeah, the deep threat thing, sure, but to me, there's a concern about you don't have a number one, right? But also, my kind of uh, to, to play devil's advocate and combat that a little bit is. Maybe you don't have a number one emerge right now, but you have several weapons in the passing game. You have Thomas, mm -hmm. Greathouse, Tyree, Evans, Stays, 
Merriweather, you have to account for Dion Colsey's, you know, he flashes at times. Rico Flores, like there are there are guys though, like it's not like you have on uh, like Chase Claypool and then Scrubs, you know, like it's just there's a lot of good talent. So it's kind of like something where as a defensive coordinator, you don't know where Hartman's going to really, you know, yeah. who who the guy is going to be that game. So is this actually a good take, Tim, yeah. or is this just some kind of – that's just a media guy spewing bull crap? No, because it's, it's – you know, as I'm watching the game – you know, it's, you know, especially, uh, you know, earlier again today, you know, I, I had seen some of the media reports how, you know, Thomas didn't have any catches that I watched. It. I was like, okay, they did go after, they, they did try getting him involved. And then it's just the course of how a game plays itself out, so to speak. Yeah. And I think that's really going, you know, we're, you know, we're seeing, you know, we're, we're going to see it a big time in, you know, 13 nights from now when they play Ohio state of that experience that, all those games, all those reps, all those throws that he has under his belt. I think, I think Hartman, you know, he knows obviously the calls he's seen coverage after coverage. He is reading them quick and he knows where his guy is. So if, you know, let's just, just throw it out. If Ohio state puts their dude on Thomas, he's like, okay, is, is your slot corner good enough to cover stays on a seam Tyree on a seam, you know, when they go Tobias, you know, in the slot, so to speak, uh, great house, everything great house obviously done has been all tight inside. So, you know, you got to respect that over the middle, by the way, that, that touchdown pass, the, the great house was on the, I mean, holy moly, like over three dudes, a spiral, boom, like an inch there before that guy broke it up. So I think it's, man, I, I, Notre Dame doesn't have a dude. I they don't, and I don't think I don't think they will all year. I really think it's going to be this hodgepodge of five guys, and every game so far has been a different dude. He is found in in clutch spots, and which I think that's fine. And this is what we said before the season. Like yeah. this is kind of what we expected. Um. So like, yeah, one week it's Thomas, one week it's Great House who stays. Evans. Like it's exactly, you yeah. know, the tight ends, or you know, he's got running backs. Uh, I think, yeah, I really do. I really think Hartman's just in this is going to be moving forward of just, okay, I know who's on who. You just call him the old fish. You know, we're going to go after that dead fish out there and go and go sling the rock at that guy. And and it seems like he's done that. Yesterday, though, they obviously some broken plays allowed things to get going. But that happens in his experience, I felt, when watching the game, allowed that to happen the way he moved around. He knew where guys were, so – it was a you know heck of a ball game out of him yesterday. Yep. All right. And then the last thing from Chris is talking about the D line pressure. I would argue, like, okay, not many sacks, right? It was just yeah. one. From That's some hits. They had to been in double but digits pressures. They, they had six quarterback hurries is what they're they're accounting for. Yeah. Um, and that's. Yeah, I don't know how they official it. I would love to see PFFs ones because yeah, they were all over the place. I felt hurrying him at times and. Yeah, you know, it all depends how you judge a quarterback hurry. Yeah, you know? I thought I thought they brought pressure. On they didn't get home, but you don't need a sack to to create havoc. Armstrong was just able to get the ball away, but yeah, um, and that's his experience. I mean, there's another guy that's played. I, I mean, I was it on the radio broadcast. I was driving home yesterday, listening to the guys, and 
I think his 24th birthday is coming up here in the next month. So you got another 20 guy, you know, meaning he's played a lot of football. Tim. So it's, it's, you know, Armstrong's a good quarterback. If Hartman wasn't coming, Armstrong was going to be in that next tier of coming to Notre Dame. So, and how about the big talking point, Tim, of Armstrong might run all over Notre Dame 26 yards and it was only one sack. So it's not like it was actually 80 yards, but you're like 60 yards a second, you know? It was, you just, Notre Dame contained him. So yeah, I'm yeah. fine with, it's not all about the sex here. It's about pressuring him and not, and not breaking, uh, letting him, you know, get outside. I mean, of the so, you know, you know, great point. I mean, look, and look at the passing. It's 22 for 47. 47 that, that, that means some, something's getting to him. Something's moving around. It goes back to the secondary. Notre Dame's, the deep, Cam Hart was unbelievable. You know, Morrison, you know, is a, a blink of an eye. You know, how does he not pick that that first one in the end yeah. zone off the flea flicker? It's like so he's a blink of an eye from two picks, and then obviously the other guys just ran around. I thought they played outstanding football. Yeah, uh, Jamie W. Brown says defense is looking like uh, a legit national title, uh, maybe contender. Maybe was that last year? Um, they're, they're swarming. They're, they're definitely that. They're obviously you know. Everything <laughs> I can't wait for 13 days, Mike. It's like, oh my God. But no, they definitely have an attitude about them, the way they're playing, the way they're running. And then they're very experienced. They are. They may not have three years of starting experience at times, but Batello is a senior. He's been in the program. Mills has played a lot. Cross. Obviously, they got Baptiste. Nana played a ton last year. Um Geez, Louise, all the linebackers have been around forever. Yeah. You know, and then you got the, you know, the corner of Morrison. Obviously, he's only a sophomore, but he's, he feels like he's been here for five years now. Hart Tun, Brown's a six year guy. Watson is second year. There's a lot of experience on that defense. So, and then going back to your, uh, the, uh, the, the guy's point earlier about third O line coach. Well, yeah, you got obviously Golden in his second year, and guys are a lot more comfortable with him. So those things do make a difference after time but uh yeah the Buckeyes I'll, I'll be honest with you I have not watched any Ohio State I've watched just a couple of little highlights on YouTube just a couple minutes whatnot I've yet to break it down I don't even want to get into it until I have to because I want to watch them with a fine-tooth comb and really see have they just been playing slow ball because they haven't been blowing anyone out they've just been hanging out so curious to see how they look and how Notre Dame's going to match up with this thing and 13 nights. I mean, seriously, what we're in the second quarter, 13 days from now, Mike. That's where I'm going next. But also we had the super chat or excuse me, a comment from Notre Dame football on blue and gold. Not sure who would have posted this, but I missed this handsome man on the show. And I'm not talking about singer. I, it definitely wasn't me who uh, posted that comment, but hide it is. It was only a, like a week since you've been on here, but I missed you. Yeah. I went fishing, I guess. Huh? Jeez Louise. Yeah, uh, Goolsby's. It's his forty uh, first birthday today. So um, when Goolsby's on the show next week or um, next Sunday, he'll be back. Hopefully, unless he's got some other thing going on. Yeah, he's gonna uh, be live. He's going to the Ohio State game, which is gonna be a yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So um, yeah, whether the show next Sunday or um, you know, if you just tweet Goolsby um, at GCA Football, just wish him a happy birthday. Um, that is today. Okay, so looking at this game, big picture, Tim, you've been talking about really for the past 17 years or something, yes. this Ohio State game, right? Oh. 
how do you like do you feel the same about Notre Dame as you did before the start of the season or do you feel better do you feel worse um because I mean they look they look really good albeit against two not great opponents obviously in Navy and Tennessee State but they really took care of business and looked sharp on both sides of the ball um and then you got to give them credit for this win at NC State this is probably a game that Notre Dame loses last year well it's just I mean, I mean, seriously, who didn't have, you know, well, your alma mater, right? South Florida flashbacks to 2011 with the rain delay, the lightning. It's like, oh, my God, is this thing actually going to get played? I saw the tweet saying the NCA said, you have, you know, if it doesn't get in before midnight, you, the game's, you know, done. So it's right. like, oh God, is this thing going to go on for there? No, it's a big win. I mean, it wasn't a ranked team. It wasn't NC State, a top 15 team on the road. But it is, a, you know, it is a hostile environment. It's a program yeah. that's won 18 out of 20 on and on. A defense, a head coach that's been there, I think it's his 10th or 11th year. So you got a guy that's been there, a really good quarterback, excellent offensive coordinator. And they went in there. That place was rocking, obviously. And it did get tight. I mean, I was right. I mean, Mike, right here, 255 left in the third quarter. The game's 24-17. Yeah. I mean, and Hartman fumbled. There. They're going to score a touchdown on the drive or to yeah, tie I mean, it. Hartman fumbles the ball, and it's NC State could easily tie this thing up in a heartbeat. And Notre Dame defense holds. They miss the field goal. They get the turnovers, and then boom, Hartman and company just take care of business. And they just blew them out over the course of a 10-minute period of clock where they just they hammered them and they and and they did what they had to do. So I think that's yeah. going back to an experienced team and and your question of, I think they're much better because I think a lot of it obviously is much Sam better Burton. Much better. Than than you think oh, yeah. I think because I think it's going back to the point we were saying about the wide receivers. I think me personally went into this season like, all right, who's going to be the guy? Who is going to be this? Because I'm not – I don't think Jaden Thomas is going to go out there and – he's not Chase Claypool. He's not going to have, you know, eight, you know, Michael Floyd when he had 100-plus catches and – 2011 he's not that type of guy so you know obviously the history shows a dozen sophomores that have stepped up so the thinking when camp started right boom Tobias is going to be like the 10 others we talked about during camp of sophomore year you're going to rise up that has not happened Cole is, is Cole I mean Colsey's been on the field like six more plays than you and I the last two weeks so he is not really out there a whole bunch the two freshmen are playing a ton. They're not blowing things up or, or whatnot. You know, obviously, Great House much more involved than Flores is. But it, Hart, Hartman's just spreading the ball around. It, yeah. it, it's literally who is open, who's going against someone that he could beat. I'm going to attack him. I see the coverage. I'm going to hit stays on a seam because he's better sure. than that linebacker. It's, it's almost like he's processing things that fast. And it is much better, you know, than I expected. It is. So it's what you're what you're sounding like to me is not that you're impressed more with the receivers. You're just the the passing game in general is better than you thought. Like Hartman yeah, is piled up with these guys more than you expected. Yeah, it's um, yeah, Hart. You know, Hartman's like, all right, Tobias, you're not either. You're not either getting open or you're just. I have no trust, so I'm going to throw it to other guys. And that's what I mean. My God, he's throwing like seven, eight guys a game are getting receptions. That's crazy. Yeah. Uh, and the you know when Notre Dame in 2018, obviously when they went undefeated, it was just a 
couple guys, a couple guys got the ball in each game. As I was going back charting tight end catches, you're like, oh man, I only had a couple guys got catches in this game. So I think that's the experience. And that's going to be a huge thing that happens into uh, the Buckeye game. Cause the Buckeyes are going to have to, okay. You know, they're not worried about him, but you got four other guys. You know what I mean? They got to, one of the five is somehow is getting open and Hartman is finding that guy, which goes back to obviously pass protection. They got to protect. I'm not, I'm not as hyped. You know, Spindler doesn't have the greatest feet. He does have some cement feet. He does at times where he just, he's so strong. He just tries to lunge on you and just push you that way. That's going to be the Buckeye game. They're the, you know, their front seven is their whole entire defense, excuse me, is lights out. So it's going to be a different ball game. I think the game's going to be in the low twenties. Um, it, it could be the first one who, the, who gets to twenty wins that game. So um, that that's going to that's going to be a war. But um, overall, and I guess the running backs, I'm blown. I'm, yeah, you know, I knew. I've, obviously, you watch highlight films. You you know you don't know what the fresh. I mean, Jeremiah Love is a straight up dude. He can yeah. run between the C gaps. He's he can run like when he runs buck sweep. I'm like he's taking that. He's going to do Dexter Williams in the 18 Votech game when he went 90 plus. He's going to do that this year. He's so fast. And then Price yeah. is much. He's, he's impressed. I, I did not expect to see him as much as we have, tell you the truth. So that's a huge, huge shock to me how much we've seen him. Hot take on Jadarian Price. In terms, and the, uh, Goolsby might listen to this and be like, Singer, you're an absolute idiot. You might say the same. But in terms of just like pure running talent back. i think he's the best yeah he's like just your old school running back like i just think that there's something about him that he just will go get you those extra yards i think like love might be the most talented Estime is obviously yeah. a freak show but there's just something about price that i, I there's just something very nice dare i say comforting like you when he gets the ball you just feel good there's something he's, good uh... to happen it might not be a big gainer, but he's but close. something good's going to happen. No, he's uh, – I mean, it's, seriously, the first – as soon as you say that, the first thing I think about is he's a Texas high school power five running back. And Texas high school produces those guys, and he just reminds me. Yeah, he has the feel. And, and, and and speaking, he just got that – that it. I don't and know. speaking of feel, I have – you know, I was, you know, tough at back sometimes where – you know, everyone, you know, when they talk about duo, it, it is a cutback scheme. And Estime is 100 times better than last year at finding seams. He has really improved running in between the tackles this year compared to last, last year. It looked like he was just hammering straight ahead as a bulldozer. He he has little subtle little moves this year. Yeah. He didn't have last year. And that just that's a year of experience, which, yeah. you know, it, it really, really matters with so many of these players this year. Tim. Have I told you I'm coming up for a coming to South Bend for a game this year? I told you this. Oh, which one are you going to? I'm going Pitt. to Pitt. I'm going to Pitt. Okay, I don't know why I said Pitt. I just figured it's well. Like... You you nailed it. All right, I am pretty, I'm pretty excited to uh, to come, and I'm also planning on doing the the Clemson game. Clemson. So, I know you said you're going to be at Clemson. Yeah. Is Pitt, is Pitt's not senior day though. That's Wake this year, correct? Yeah, correct. Which okay, is the irony there for for uh, Sammy H. But. Yeah. Um, yeah, looking forward to both. So we'll be doing post game shows for me and, the, and those press boxes. But when I am at the Notre Dame game, I want to see some Fighting Irish fans wearing some unique 
items. And seriously, of all of the advertisers we've had over the year, I think I've gotten more people message me on Twitter or on our message board be like, Mike, what's that? Uh, that's that that uh, clothing website for the, the Notre Dame gear. Seriously, this stuff is so unique, folks. I would like to introduce you to them. It is home, th- home Field Apparel, okay? Just put that into your brains, Home Field Apparel. They're based out of Indianapolis, okay? And they are committed to creating outstanding licensed clothing, and it's also really comfortable. Just yesterday, actually during the Notre Dame game, I was just happened to wear this Irish shirt right here. Um, it, baseball tee, but I mean, seriously, it, it's – all of this stuff is super unique, um, it, it, and it's thoughtful. It's all creative. They went back into the archives, you know, for some of these like old school um, designs, authentic and show nostalgia, um, you know, about the Notre Dame. Um, you just look. There's not only Notre Dame football. Um, there, you guys know I love this Notre Dame tennis um, crew neck sweatshirt. Um, and, and seriously, when I do come up at the end of October, I want to see some Notre Dame fans rocking their home field apparel. And they actually have licenses to over 150 colleges. So if you're like, ah, I don't know if I just, I, I got to get my sister something. Maybe you go get her, you know, this, uh, you know, I don't know, maybe she went to Michigan State or Ohio State, whatever, and you got to begrudgingly get her something. Well, you can also just go ahead and pick up something for yourself as well and even better folks when you use promo code blue gold 23 you will receive 15 percent off your first order with home field the site's very easy um, to shop to find the perfect college football gear that you need uh to complete your game day outfit be prepared um for that um, by shopping at homefieldapparel.com and use that promo code blue gold 23 uh, and receive 15 percent off your first purchase. Tim, if you had to pick one here, what, what's your, I actually, I have this as well. And I wore this out to dinner, this uh, retro long sleeve. Um, my wife loved it. I don't look like this model, but my wife liked it on me. Tim, do you have a favorite here? I like the inner, I'm an interlocking ND. I like the ND that's down below that one. Yeah. The blue. This right. one right here. Yeah. Just when in doubt, go interlocking ND. Nothing's better. Some really cool stuff, folks. So please do go to homefieldapparel.com. Uh, okay, we had um, some uh, super chats. John said, someone makes a Singer and Jelly shirt. Uh, singer's begging for free merch. I mean, I already got the free merch. I do want to I, – I have told my people to contact Homefield and be like, we need to get Singer in that tennis, that that crew neck. Because it will sell out once I get it. Okay. Uh, Travis with a couple super chats. We appreciate you. He says, hey, coach. Uh, has Notre Dame ever had helmet stickers? If so, what were they? If not, what would you have had? Uh, what would you have has helmet stickers? Looking good, gentlemen. Um, Tim? Yeah, yeah. I mean, they. yeah, there's definitely – you could Google old school pics during the – God, what years? 50s, 60s or whatever. I mean, I remember seeing – I mean, there's pics out there in Notre Dame uh, doing some old stickers on the back. So, obviously, if you're going to do a, a helmet sticker, you just got to do the – the shamrock. Yeah. You know, if you're going to be filling up like how Ohio state does with, with their little Buckeyes, definitely fill up a little shamrocks, little green shamrocks just covered, covering up the helmet. That'll look great. Okay. Um, uh, Trash really appreciate the, uh, the super chat here, my friend. And then he had one more thoughts on the NCAA denying play for North Carolina. 
Um, there was, I think it was a receiver. I honestly, I all I saw is that Mac Brown went ballistic on the NCAA. Um, yeah, Tim, do you have any thoughts on this? I did see that. And then there was a quote from Mac Brown six months, nine months earlier, uh, begging the NCAA to stop two-time transfers. So I guess this guy's a two-time transfer. That's the most I know about it. So that's that's all I know. I haven't studied uh, the, you know, the guy's case or whatnot. So. Uh, yeah, I'd be curious. I honestly haven't paid attention to it, but guys, let me know in the chat. Um, so, he, so he transferred once and he transferred again and he didn't get eligibility? I, I'll be honest, Mike. I don't know okay. if it was okay. third transfer. I don't know. I just saw someone post something about hypocrisy and Mac Brown. And it's like coaches are always fighting for their guys. So that's just the way it is. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. As Walker. Name on you. Walker enrolled at four schools, but has only played at one due to outside circumstances. Yeah, that, that's um, more than I knew. Previously denied a junior. He's only played two years of college football at one school, Kent State. Transferred to the Tar Heels. He's okay. So he's had all sorts of different things going on with him. But we will yeah. continue on um, and talk some Notre Dame football. Um, the swing fixer. Yes. Yes, Mark. I will be staying with you when I come up to South Bend. We, we got uh we got my my South Bend dad when I come up in South Bend. That's who takes care of me. I had my father-in-law commenting earlier in the show um in the in the YouTube chats. First time I've had a family member in the YouTube chat. Well, nice. that's not true. I had my brother come in a chat maybe a year or two ago, and he was just like, Oh, Mike, you're so smart. Oh, Mike, you're so handsome. My older brother, by the way. I had the blocker. <laughs> like, how bad does that look? Where I am then it says you know, my brother's first name, Singer, blocked from the chat. Like, it's my stupid brother. Okay. Moving along, Tim. we got some more comments and whatnot. But, Trash, I really do appreciate those super chats. Um, there's just several that I had queued up going back to 8.07 p.m. Eastern. Greg said, Diggs had a big game with LSU yesterday, yet he won't be missed. Running back depth is tremendous. Yeah. Absolutely. It's a fantastic point. Diggs is a really good running back. He leaves, and the room is better. And it's not better because he left, but – like it's better than it was last year. Like that's a great skill. Yeah, Bryce and Love are outstanding skilled, skilled running backs. They're outstanding football players. And Tim, if Jabran Payne was your number one back this year, I, like that wouldn't be amazing, right? He's he, but he's a better back than Notre Dame had, you know, in so, the late teens, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Far on, like he's he's a really good back like Jabran Payne if he's kind of if, if things are going to trend to where it's like estimate and then price love you know uh 2a 2b and, and the then Payne, the next year. dude Payne's still really good back oh yeah I mean Payne's probably a guy running for 550 in in some of those you know years and you know, 2019 or something, he's probably on the field, you know, getting carries. And, heck, he'd probably be battling, you know, Kyron Williams. He's, yeah, he's a good – in 2020 when Kyron was a redshirt freshman. So, no, he's, he's he's a good football player. There's good backs. Diggs, I have, I had no idea. I know he didn't play in the first game. I think LSU, they 
I don't even know who they played yesterday. So tell you, Chile, I mean, pay attention. Um, but yeah, good for Diggs. Yeah, you're right. He won't, he won't be missed. Notre Dame's doing fine with three guys because I think that the key is the price and love. They just have more wiggle. Diggs did really good things, obviously, two years of experience, but chose to move on as life goes. Okay, Jamie says kid transferred four days prior to the – this is going back to the North Carolina oh, receiver. Um, kid transferred four days prior to the two-transfer rule change. Uh, he never played at his first school. NCAA strikes again on the gold medal of lunacy. Yeah, NCAA is just something else. But uh, Jamie Brown appreciates um, the comment here. Um, okay, so uh, a lot of people talking about this um, – you know, the sack on Hartman where he kind of got pulled around the neck area. Did you have any thoughts on, on that, Tim? It's a, it's a hot topic. Yeah. I, I'll be, I God, it's actually on my sticky note to Google the actual rule Yeah, to see if there is one. I mean, he didn't grab his face mask didn't grab his helmet. He grabbed skin, right? Skin just happens to be the neck. They didn't grab his shoulder pads. It's whole body on skin on skin. So um, yeah, I, I, I don't know the 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 official rule, so yeah. I mean, if it was blatant, if it was a shot to the head, because what Anya hit Armstrong in the head, that's a shot to the head, the physical head, that's the neck. I don't. Yeah. Refs could break it down. People get upset. I I literally have a sticky note to try and find the rule to so, see what it is, but it's not horse collar because they didn't grab him from behind and yank him. So if it's not like okay, let's just say that that was a legal tackle. Right. The refs may have missed it, but again, me and Tim don't know the rule. Jeff's comment here saying should be illegal. I agree. Like that just it looked like it was not allowed. I, yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah. You can't grab a guy from his throat and tackle him on his windpipe. It was uh that was a that was a good hit right there. Jeez yeah. Louise. It was weird. Um, starting three, love the show, Mike. Are you and Tua? Of course, I'm with the Dolphins quarterback coming to Vegas in February. I'm guessing the Super Bowl's in Vegas. If the Dolphins make the Super Bowl, oh. I'm going to do literally everything in my power. I got a buddy, uh, like a guy in my wedding works at UNLV in Vegas. So I will literally, I, I mean, I can't imagine I'll be able to afford going to the game, but I will be there uh, if I can help it. That would be a dream come true. I've, again, I haven't seen the Dolphins win a freaking playoff game since I was seven years old. So wow, Stays still has two years of eligibility too, right? Yeah. Yeah, he has two for three, I believe. Yeah, he played yeah. last year, played this year. Yep. So stays is just a, a true sophomore. Okay, so uh, Andrew says, can you talk about penalties? NC State gave uh, or penalties gave NC State at least ten points. Yeah, Notre Dame was penalized a lot, Tim. It was uh, a lot. It, it was it a was lot. Ten for eighty-two, and I think most of them were the fair calls. Now, maybe were there some iffy calls? Sure, but. Um, and of, I mean, of course, everyone in the chat's gonna say the refs were terrible. I wouldn't expect anything else um, from you know college football fans talking about refs because that's just how it goes. Um, but uh, <laughs> yeah, Tim, do you have any thoughts on the penalties here? Yeah, there's a lot of them, but they seem to be early, <laughs> a lot early, 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 and then they, um, you know, it was just the nature of the game, so to speak. So things happen. Yeah, I mean the the. the um, Penalties definitely gave him the you know the one touchdown before the two, Hartman took him down on the two minute drill there, but uh, yeah that you know that led to one. It, it is what it is, man. I don't penalties seem to go in waves. You know, there's some games where Notre Dame will have zero penalties, zero turnovers. They just happen. You know, it's it's they happen. I 
I don't get to, I, maybe it's just being a coach all these years. I don't get hung up on them. You know, they're part of the game. They stink. Yeah. But what, what did uh, NC state have? They seem to have a ton as well. So it's one of those ACC games where they just throwing them every 13 snaps. It felt like all over the place. I got several other things we were, uh, we're going to get to. Um, how about this? Uh, a first time super chat from Carmen says, I love the show guys and really appreciate the amount of depth you always, uh, or you apply to covering all facets of the team. Thank you. Always return to glory 2023. Well, Carmen appreciate um, the first time uh, super chat, my friend. Glad you, uh, glad you liked the show. And uh, I hope to see you in uh, more of our live shows, my friend. So yeah, definitely pretty cool. Uh, Go Irish had Tim pretend you have been asked to spend the next 13 days. I wonder what's in 13 days. Mm. Oh boy. Only Tim's, you know, just the biggest day of Tim's life um, ahead of it. That, that trumps your wedding day. Right. And and the wedding day was no, no wedding day. We had a great wedding day. So that that was fun. That was fun. All right. So, so pretend that you have the next 13 days coaching one part of this team, which person or group would you choose? And what is your focus? Oh, I mean, the, O-line, because I think the Ohio State defense is freakish. They got dudes all over the place, and that is going to be where the game is. I think Hartman, his experience, is going to find some guys. He's going to find some matchups here and there, but it's going to be Zeke. I mean, Zeke got thrown on, on, on one play yesterday, just picked up and just tossed. So the interior is going to be the question. Uh, obviously, alt alt Fisher, I think, is going to be fine. You know, his flaws, you know, as I said earlier, have been more just some hand placement things, getting a little sloppy on that. It is definitely the guards trying to man up those guys on the interior of Ohio State. So it's going to be – that's going to be the ballgame, man. The Notre Dame offensive line, the Ohio State defensive line, if Notre Dame gives Hartman – Enough times over the course of 60 minutes. I'm not saying every snap, every series. Heck, even yesterday they had six three and outs, Mike. So they still scored six touchdowns. I, I would like some Notre Dame statistician to look that up. When was the last time that happened in a game? That many three and out punts and touchdowns. So, yeah, it's definitely the interior. I That is going to be major emphasis. I, I'm going to start watching the Ohio State games uh, this coming week to check them out. But that is it. And real quick, the reason why I, – I, I mean, I, I seriously, I've been talking about this game since the bowl game. We started talking about the countdowns on for Ohio State, and people would be like, well, Tim, you can't overlook. Look what happened to Marshall. Yeah, that was last year. That, that Those things were instances in a first-year head coach of messaging and whatnot. Freeman seems to have a messaging down of what he wants to say each and every week. So I didn't expect to have a Marshall or a Stanford. I, and I did not expect Notre Dame to lose. That's why I picked them to win by a couple touchdowns yesterday. It's I fully expected this team to be 4-0 going to Ohio State, no matter what, if they weren't good at guard or didn't have an outstanding wide receiver or if Maris stunk still in the first few games, so to speak. Fully expected them to be 4-0 heading into Ohio State. So this is – I love big football games. Notre Dame, South Bend, game day is going to be there. Game day is going to Colorado this week. Why? Because they're not doing Colorado, Oregon in two weeks. They're going to come to South Bend and do the Ohio State Notre Dame game. So that place is going to be rocking. The stadium's going to be out of out of control. A top ten heavyweight matchup in South Bend is they're epic. This is what books are written about. What'd you say about Colorado for game day? 
Colorado and Colorado uh, uh, game days at Colorado right. yeah. this week against Colorado yeah. State. Okay. People were talking, you know, just you know, uh, on the radio and stuff like that about where is game day going to be at Oregon? I think Oregon Colorado's in two weeks. I'm like, Dude, okay. Now that Notre Dame won, well, they didn't lose. Well, Ohio State will be undefeated. They're going to come to South Bend. It's not going to be Miami. I think it's what Florida State, Clemson. That that's Clemson. Woof. Um, so it's probably. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They're not going to go there because they have a loss of no game day. I know it's an NBC game. Yeah, that's the only thing left. It's still game day. They still got to go to where the matchup is. <laughs> it is going to be crazy in South Bend in two weeks. Real, 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 real quick. Is it weird to you to like look at the national media's tweets and everyone's loving up Notre Dame? Is it we like it, it? It's it's strange and it's all because the same Hartman. Yes, it's all because of Hartman. It's all because of you know obviously the efficiency. They're not like okay, yeah, they you know they you know they played down. They didn't you know they, they beat Navy you know thirty to twenty six. You know Tennessee State they only beat thirty eight to you know twelve. Let's say you know what I mean they went out and hammered them. And the efficiency, the touchdowns, the numbers of Hartman. I saw this morning um, Hart, Hartman's number two in uh, quarterback efficiency in the country, quarterback rating or efficiency, whatever it is. Caleb Williams is one. So you got yeah. the two top quarterbacks in the country. Hartman, obviously, at Notre Dame and Williams are 3 0. They won a big game yesterday. They're going to handle business next week. And I think the media started to get this feel going into that because, once again, the. The press, right? Whether it's in politics or sports, they love to build you up, and the press love—they love or hate Notre Dame. So it's starting to slowly do that buildup for the Ohio State. So if, if Notre Dame's, they could be like, "Well, there's Notre Dame again." But if they win, if they if they beat the Buckeyes, it's—I mean, I mean, they're in the the true thick of the playoff conversation. Obviously, they have a tough stretch, but Notre Dame is right there. I hit Tim with about seventeen real reels before i said quick and he still went for two minutes let me go i did not go two minutes but uh bosco or modern day this year tim dude modern day is uh they took care of someone yesterday who's nationally ranked and uh it's like 55 7 i know asa's coming he's got to go i'll go i'll go with bosco since you know there's a notre dame you know commitment coming how's that you don't want to get any angry. By the way, I think it's I think they're playing that in uh I almost said Wi-Fi Stadium. SoFi. SoFi Stadium where the Rams are. They're gonna play the game there this year. There's two teams in LA, right? NFL teams, two teams in, L- yeah, in LA. The what's, what's the other team? Yeah, if you count the Chargers. Oh, the Chargers who lost to uh <laughs> oh the Dolphins and comeback yeah, fast. Was- How about those Miami Dolphins? Miami's got the Oh boy, here we go. Here we go. We'll take them all from gold to gold. Like, no but like, uh, uh, real quick in the comment, the guys talking about the Bush Push game of 05. I'm telling you, this Ohio, I mean, the Ohio State, I mean, Ohio State came in 96. They were same thing. I think Notre Dame was four, Buckeyes were five. So it was a top five clash back then, if I remember right, or three, six, four, five, something like that. It, I mean, this game, the place is going to be a zoo. The national yeah. media is going to be there. It is going to be is going to be crazy. Back in the old days, this would be a Sports Illustrated cover game. The winner of this one, so it's going to be like that. Okay, so we talked about the big three before the season started, right? Yeah. Clemson is down. They're just they're just. I mean, they're still going to be a tough team. Like people need to like. There, it's yeah. this is not going to be like some struggling to get yeah. into a bowl team. Like they're still going to win like nine or ten games. Um, starting three. I I um I answered this earlier. I appreciate the other super job, but I I, I hope so. That is my answer. 
if if the Dolphins make the Super Bowl, I will be in Vegas. I won't get tickets to the game, um, <laughs> but uh, I will be in Vegas, and I'll probably be staying with my best friend who's out. And- well, you could go for uh, make it a blue and gold expense because isn't Durham Smythe the uh, tight end for Miami, right? Or so, I can go see Derek Meadows at Bishop Gorman. There you see. So there I did that go. a couple years ago. I went and saw Justin Rhett and Zachariah Branch, who is, you know, obviously USC's receiver. He was at Gorman, and Notre Dame was recruiting. They had no chance. They had Cyrus Moss that year. Yeah. Um, but um, yeah, I went to Vegas to stay at the Luxor, I think, which I thought was a nice hotel. But then you read afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> that it was like not a nice hotel, but I uh, it was great for me. But uh, anyways, so going back to the victory, Clemson is not what we thought they were. USC is, and Ohio State. I haven't watched a lick of them either, Tim. But just looking at the yeah. stats and stuff, yeah, I don't think they put out some great performance against FCS Youngstown State, and they beat Indiana like twenty three to three. It seems like they're kind of having a quarterback identity crisis a little bit. Again, this is – I have watched a snap. I'm just looking at stats and stuff. So based on some of that – now, also, you got to elevate Duke a little bit. You're playing them on the road. But based on that context of those teams with Notre Dame and how good they've looked through three weeks, again, uh, the greatest competition, get that. But how are you feeling right now, Tim? Do you want to update your uh, – what What did you say? I said 10 and yeah, I, w- I went 10 and two New Year's six. That was, you know, that was my prediction, my goal for the team this year. Cause it, it still came back to, can this wide receiver group, you know, play 12 games and, and get into the playoffs. I didn't think they can. And then Hartman is showing, well, I'm going to spread it around and we'll just create, you know, wide receivers each and every game, so to speak. So that's kind of what they're doing. Um, yeah, real quick on the Clemson. Clemson, that game was, I hate to say it, was 2011 South Florida again. They, I mean, how do you get inside the five twice and fumble? I mean, Clemson could have won that game 35-7. to seven. It yeah. could have been flipped, and it wasn't. So it was a, a weird, weird game for them. Uh, they still got some dudes. They could, they could run. That game's going to be in Clemson. That's going to be a road trip, unbelievable environment. And then, you know, obviously the Buckeyes are the Buckeyes. That's why I think this game, my prediction, I think I did 23-21 or something like that. I think it's going to be a a low-scoring game in the 20s, a defensive battle. Buckeyes are really good on defense. You know, can Notre Dame, you know, we'll we'll see. I'm curious to watch them. SC, I've only seen a little bit of them. I watched them last night a little bit. Oh, my God. But I'm like, Stanford is god awful. Yeah, I know they are. I know they are. But my, but god. also USC look good. They're so they got. They look like they have a hundred guys that run four two. I know it's Stanford. You know Notre Dame's going to match up. That's going to be a battle. That, that's going to be a battle. Hopefully, uh, the freshman branch has a you know turf toe and he's out. Um, god, that guy's unbelievable. Yeah, I just saw when he scored a punt return again. It's like, don't just kick it out of bounds. He's got to be the – he's rocking his mouth. Don't kick it to that guy. He just got it and went straight down the middle of the field. It's like, really? That game I went to in Vegas 2021, I saw him do that. Why is anyone? Why would anyone punt the ball to him? Yeah, he, yeah he's – out of bounds. If it's a 20-yard punt, that's going to be better than whatever you do if you kick it deep to him. But No, I actually uh, – yeah, I actually DVR'd that game last night. So I knew it was the, the – the after dark game late last night. So I was going to watch that during the week just to start getting ready for when they come to town. 
But real quick on Duke, Louisville. I mean, Notre Dame's still going to have better football players. There's going to have the better. There are the better team. They have the better quarterback. They have the better, you know, program, so to speak. So, you know, it's it's still road trips. You could, you know, get into all that stuff. The hangover game. I, I yeah, I don't, I don't know. It still comes down to those three when you really look at it. You know, Ohio State is still Ohio State. I'm. That's what I'm saying. I, I, yeah. I, 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 I'm saying that just because. They got so many good athletes, man. Tim, losing – I know it's last year, but you lost a home against Marshall yeah. in Stanford. So I, you can't give me the – well, they have better players. Yeah. Well, they, no, they do. That, that's why I go back to – but they also got the better, better quarterback. So Yeah, that's – okay, so that's, that's, that's definitely yeah, a difference. Was, yeah, the Stanford game, Drew Pine, I mean, my God, he just overthrew touchdowns. They had a touchdown called back, don't forget. They had – that game was just one of those – That's the fumble – yeah, it was just a mess of a night. That's why I go back, you know, I'm a big believer in in messaging. And, you know, some people like, oh, coaches, just say whatever you want. For whatever reason, not Marcus Freeman. I, I, I don't know why. That dude, he talks to you like he's at a bar stool and he's hanging out and he's just, you know, he's just yapping with you. He he speaks what he believes. And, and he really has changed. I think that is messaging, the way he talks compared to last year. I think he learned a lot of lessons last year where, well, we're just older. We assume we're going to handle business, you know, and the Stanford game was after the the BYU game. Right. So that's, you know, Stanford hasn't won in a year. Who knows what Freeman's saying in the locker room. He's once again, he's an Ohio state linebacker. Oh, we're going to knock the hell out of him. You know, I'm sure he heard that a million times. So was he saying that? And then he learned, well, I can't talk like that. I don't know. I'm not in the locker room, but once again, this is goes to the experience of Freeman learning over his year. So I don't think they're going to have a Stanford moment. If you have a Stanford moment, it's the other team probably just plays a little bit better than you. That's why I think if there is a game, I'm more of a believer in Louisville just because of Coach Brom, and he has pulled upsets at Purdue. So that would be my little tricky one. That's a back-to-back road game as well. So that would, if I see something, it would be Louisville being a tough one just because Coach Brom, I think he's a heck of a ball coach. All right, yeah, good stuff. But overall, Tim, you're feeling like that was a good win, right? Like that. Well, yes, that yeah, was a good. I mean, we got that was a good, a good showing, yes. good for like good performance and good result. Like it, NC State, it's a good team. football program. You got a program that wins eight, nine games, a bunch. You got a head coach that's like you said, been there what 10, 8, 11 years. Notre Dame got pushed. Notre Dame got, you know, it, you know, they had to get a, you know, they had to turn it up a little bit when the game got real tight. I mean, it was tight. A little bit, then they started to get control. NC State got the mojo going, and Notre Dame. You know, you know, Lou Holtz used to tell his kids all the time, "Don't flinch," meaning just keep playing. It's sixty minutes. Keep playing. Keep playing. And those Notre Dame did not flinch, especially on defense. That that sudden change inside the twenty after that fumble. I mean, we may look back on this in two months and saying that could easily be the turning point because NC State's a right there from tying it up and they didn't, they missed a field goal. Notre Dame goes on to rally and blow them out. So big win on the road, ACC opponent. Yeah. A noon kickoff. You throw all that yeah. junk against the wall. And, and, and technically that was Notre Dame's first game of getting hit in the mouth, having to adjust going against guys, the same size as they are. And, and they, and they won by three touchdowns. That's pretty nice. So there was a comment. Okay. Now I want to get to like, the other side of the coin. 
Sure. Uh, this was from about 830. D3GA said, we got lucky mm-hmm. with the rain, took the crowd right out of the game. They were rocking that stadium. The first two drives for Notre Dame, I want to say it's the first two drives. It could have been even like three out of four or three and outs. Yeah, Notre Dame. Hold on, right, let me start real quick. Um, Notre Dame went three plays, negative 11 yards, three plays, zero yards. And then that was a really good drive, that 12 for yeah. 50 yards. Then Great they have job. the rain delay, come back, you know, estimate touchdown, three and out, three and out. NC State basically said, we are going to come after Sam Hartman and make him beat us deep. Good luck to you. And that is kind of a blueprint. And then when Notre Dame came back out, they clearly adjusted in the run game and were able to get the run game going. Um, And then Notre Dame could kind of just do whatever they wanted. But what is there concerns for you like from that game? And then also – if Ohio State just comes and says we're coming after Hartman, we're going to rattle him and make Jaden Thomas and Tobias Merriweather beat us deep. That's got to be a concerning little blueprint. Oh yes, that still is the overall concern for the entire season. Is is those wide receivers to me? There are no. It's going back to our thing that we've been talking about. There is no like straight up dude. You got to defend this guy. You got to worry about him. They don't have one, and they still went out one by three touchdowns against a program that hasn't given up 20 points a game two years in a row, which is – and Jaden Thomas doesn't catch a pass. I think that's 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 amazing. But, oh yeah, Ohio State's not going to – they're going to have zero fear. They're not going to worry about Notre Dame. They're not. They're going to show up and say, let's play. And let's, let's bring it. You know, we faced plenty of great quarterbacks in our time, you know, here at, at Ohio State. So, you know, playoff games and whatnot. Um, yeah, they're not going to be worried about it, but that's going to go to Hartman – you know, he may – I mean, there was one point I wrote down, Mike. I think it was before – oh, my God, where was it? There was one – he was 7 for 14 at one point yesterday, 50%. Yes. So, yeah, I wrote that down somewhere. He was 7 for 14 at one point, and then he got rocking. So he may be like that against Ohio State, maybe even worse. I saw someone in the chat earlier, which it is true. Notre Dame was not getting massive separation. They had some broken plays. Um, the plays that stays – were literally just it was like Michael Mayer last year. They ran the the flare, you know, the boot with him hitting the flat, and he just outran guys. Is basically what Stays did. So it's the same thing that, that Mayer made a living off of. So that's so, the concern. That's yeah, the concern. yeah. Notre Dame. The concern is Notre Dame may have to constantly be a twelve personnel team to somehow create mismatches with linebackers and safeties. With stays, Evans, outside they're going to get man. They did it last year. Buckeyes just put two corners on the outside receivers and like, you're not going to go anywhere. Two Tim. safeties are going to sit at eight yards. So that's not going to go away no matter, I think, who they play, you know, you know, in, in these big games the rest of the year. Concerns defensively? Yeah, you could, I mean, it's still going to be the pass rush. And when I say pass rush, uh, one of my notes I've written down is, is when they go dime, when they go Aztec, as, as we learned what the name was this summer, they only have two, you know, really two linemen. So can you create a pass rush with all these stand-up guys? It's it's gimmicky. Can you create a pass rush with Jordan Botello standing up in the B gap, bull rushing the B gap? Or is, is you know, because you could play dime with the front four. Notre Dame did it, you just put Justin Tuck on the end, and you could play six DBs if you want. You know, with one backer, same type of scheme, a front four, 
get after it. Notre Dame, I guess, doesn't have that. So that's why they do this hybrid six guys all over the place type of uh, gimmick that they do. Yeah, a guy right Maris. Maris probably is their best pass rusher. Dude, I think Maris it's is a dog. I'm stunned Sneed's not out there every time they go dime because that dude, he could rush. Dude. So that's that's the guy that needs to be out there in that um, thing. So I would say real quick, it's just a consistent pass rush out of the front four. I don't think we saw that enough okay. yesterday. They got pressure, but they didn't get the big sacks. Leafell, five tackles, TFL, QB here yesterday. He yeah. just looks different, man. I, I, I'm i curious to see what Goolsby says about him and, next week. And I'll give you a quick 30 on that. Definitely 30 is, I said it before, he got injured, right? He broke his ankle. Marcus Freeman has said multiple times in spring ball and in training camp, he was a stud. And then he broke that ankle. Last year, he played. Just, you know, Freeman just talked about it in the after game press conference where, you know, he was thinking way too much this year. He's just playing ball and it's noticeable. 23 seconds. Good job, Tim. Thank you. Uh, um, <laughs> uh, a super chat here from Patrick and we're, we're wrapping down guys. Uh, so this will be our last super chat. He says, my anxiety is building for Ohio. My blood pressure is going to build. And when the, when the end comes down to a field goal, OMG. Yeah. It's a Super Bowl. I've been calling it a Super Bowl. It is going to be a Super Bowl atmosphere. You have two of the bluest of blue blood programs in the history of college football, primetime in South Bend, one of the iconic stadiums in the in the history of college footballs. And you know what? It may be the way every unless Notre Dame joins the Big Ten, obviously, but for the foreseeable future, you know, there's no need to schedule these games, I don't think, in the future. Teams are going to just play their nine, not you know, their nine conference games, play a one double A, play two MAC teams, and there's your twelve. I think that's kind of what these conferences are doing, um, you know, moving forward. So this may be the last time Ohio State visits in a regular season setting. Okay, which will only be uh, the third time in the history of its program, which is crazy. Yeah, Patrick, uh, really appreciate the super chat, my friend. Good to see you um, here. Um... Yeah, who we play next? Barry wants to know Central Michigan. Uh, this upcoming Saturday, the 16th, 2.30 p.m. Eastern time. And, guys, this is the Peacock game. 2.30. Peacock only. It's not NBC. It's just Peacock. So go ahead and you know pay that $5 if you have to. Um, maybe you can get a free trial beforehand. Um, and then the question of the week comes from John. Who wins the game of a who wins the game? A team of singer-sized Goolsbees or a team of Goolsby-sized singers? The latter for sure, because Goolsby's not that much like he's I'm 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 a big dude too. So if you get like singer-sized Goolsbees, so if you put like a jack we're putting Goolsby skills and singer, the Goolsby singer wins because Mike okay, Goolsby's no. a Captain no, no, University no, of Notre Dame, right? It's singer size Goolsby's. Whichever one has Goolsby's, like just biceps. That that one wins. This is now this is now tripping me up. Singer sized Goolsby's. Whatever wins the Goolsby from the 04 Michigan game, that one wins. Okay, that one yeah. wins. And the pick six against Rocky Top. There you go. I, w- I wonder if Singer's speed. Can you get the pick six that Goolsby got? You know. 
Of course I can. Are you kidding me? It's, exactly, exactly. As Mike says, it was tipped to him, so it was a piece of cake. <laughs> I feel pretty good about this not getting copyrighted, so because you, you guys will see in a second for if you're watching on YouTube. Like this footage right here. Oh, that's not the right tab. Oh, are you doing the don't, Japan game? I oh. don't think CBS will be copywriting this. Because that's 2004. Look at that. They're playing the Aztec. There's Goolsby in the Aztec in there. Look at that. Look at that. That's like a little... Goolsby's lining up in the Maris Leofal position. Is that interesting? In the oh, my gosh. Look at Goolsby. I haven't watched this in a little bit. Oh, wow, look at that. See how high did this man jump? That's uh and this Mike, I mean, this game was obviously the 04 team. Woo! This was a, a huge, huge upset in the yeah. national game. So that this was this was a bit this is one of my favorite games of all time, by the way, because as I've told Mike this many times, that his buddies, the front four, just were were unbelievable in that game. They won that ball game. There are studs. That whole front, the whole defense was the whole front seven. Those guys got after it. That, that was a that's one of my favorite Notre Dame games of all time. Just the upset in Rocky Top. I wish these guys would play more. It's a great setting when they playing in Tennessee. They've had some uh, great ball games there. You know, Tim, like when someone scores a touchdown and they do something ridiculous, and you're like, act like you've been there before. <laughs> Look at Goolsby putting hey. out the ball. His foot on the ten. Yard line, and he is already celebrating how freaking excited he is for this a, play. And as, there's a guy Mike, right on his ass. As Mike will say, you know, he's had like 15 surgeries, shoulders in the sling. You know, he's had to take, you know, back then, don't forget, they had to they had to play the ISO. And uh Goolsby had to play about you know 15 ISOs in the 04 Michigan game. So different brand of ball back then. So he sees that thing and he's just, yeah, he's celebrating. He's, yeah. he, he's going back to that old, you know, when he talks about his 10, 700 back his junior year in high school. So that's what uh, he was running right yeah. there. Jeff says the Goolsby size fingers. Cause it's Goolsby size. Yes. Yes. And I think that I could, I, I, I could hopefully with, with that size advantage be okay. Oh, there's Goolsby's favorite guy. Oh, guy writes Phil Fulmer. Yeah, it's Phil Fulmer. No, wait, 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 wait. This guy, Tyrone, that's Goolsby's favorite coach. Yeah, Clawson's older brother. Yeah, that was, uh, I think Tennessee was number nine or eight in that game coming into this week. Rocky Top, you'll always. Great, great atmosphere. The 90 game is one of my forgot. I, I, seriously, I mean, Notre Dame recruits so much in Tennessee. I wish they would get, get these guys back on the schedule. It's a great atmosphere, great ball game. Yeah, Neyland's pretty cool. Been there once. Yeah. Um, yeah, Knoxville's a cool town. So, yeah, great college town. Yeah, so this is uh, 41 for 41. Yeah, he's born in 82. So, all right, I got to text him. I got to text him right now and say, uh, hold on, 41, 41 turns 41. So how about that? Yeah, yeah, that's uh, – Just put that together. I love it. I love it. No, there's some good games. That's, uh, yeah. that's one of those – you know, if there's – it's like a game to get constantly on Notre Dame's schedule. For me, it'd be Tennessee, Florida State. I, I, I would love to see one of those two just all the time. It's like, I don't know. I, I love playing a big Southern team like each and every year. That'd be awesome. And then lastly, before we get out of here, just to let you guys know our show schedule um, for the week. 
we have uh, Hey Horka is tomorrow, uh, 3 p.m. Eastern time. Um, and then we have um, when and these are just the live shows. We have other like Monday afternoon. We have like a press conference update Tuesday. We have some recruiting stuff um, that aren't live shows. But then we do have the Hey Horka, 3 p.m. Eastern time. Darren Pritchett, Tyler Horka. Tim and I will be back uh, Wednesday, 8 p.m. Eastern time. We're going to talk a little bit more NC State, Notre Dame. It's going to be more about like snap counts. We're going to break some of that down, maybe look at some PFF stuff. So we'll dive into that Thursday, 10.30 a.m. Eastern time. Myself and Kyle Kelly, who uh, Kyle did a fantastic job filling in uh, on the, the post-game show. Uh, if you guys watched that, you know he did, really did a great job. So we'll we'll talk some Notre Dame recruiting Saturday after the game, myself and Tim Hyde. And then next Sunday at 8 p.m. Eastern time, Goolsby will make his return. Um, so that will be uh, fantastic. Again, Goolsby's birthday today, 41, turns 41. Um, and so, uh, yeah. real quick on Wednesday, a little sticky note I have is a lot of young, you know, we'll get into this on Wednesday, is a lot of young guys played. Mike, a lot of freshmen. I mean, Flanagan was out there for one of the last touchdowns. Christian Gray I saw played a ton. So uh, I'll rewatch it. I love to see the the snap counts. But Freeman and guys, man, they're they're playing a lot. They, they, they played a handful of freshmen in the fourth quarter. When I, I found that a, a, interesting uh, coming out of these first two games of, Three. Guys that they're trusting. First three, because you're blowing them out. You can. Yes, you can. And that's good. That is really good to see. Now, some of them might be playing regardless, right? Like Flanagan might still be playing special teams and whatnot, but Drake sure. Bowen. But he's on the field for a touchdown in the fourth quarter. I thought that was awesome. You're blowing these teams out, and you're able to, to play the young guys. But that is going to do it. Um, hit that thumbs up if you have not done so yet, folks. Subscribe to our YouTube channel if you are new here. If you're listening via podcast, appreciate you as well. Leave us a nice review wherever you're listening to your podcast if you have not done so yet. And, of course, blueandgold.com is everything um, that, that you're going to need as a Notre Dame fan. Jeff always says, if Goolsby's birthday was on Halloween, it would be Goolsby. I like it, Jeff. I like it. Tim's shaking his head. <laughs> Again, that's going to do it, folks. Appreciate you guys for tuning in, and we will catch you next time.